coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. left is uh, the globalists, the left, the party of Davos, they're losing the narrative. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, from the grift of the left politicians here in the United States to those globally, uh, the truth is starting to come through the, uh, despite the media, okay, come through the, uh, uh, through to a lot of people, including, for example, You've got this new study on ivermectin. You know, I am so sick and tired of this, these so-called medical professionals painting this as some sort of horse-paced veterinary medicine. And then these morons on the left repeating this and, and, you know, neighing and naysaying, hey, what about that? But repeating that stupid mantra, okay, and, and saying that, that it's, you know, it's a, um, there is no... Uh, cure, or I'm sorry, there, there is no early treatment except for the vaccine, which isn't even a vaccine. Okay, but a new study on ivermectin should convince any naysayer, this according to Dr. Pierre Corey, if you watch the five hours worth of testimony in front of Senate uh, Senator Ron Johnson last week, you would you would see how we are being gamed. None of this is about our health. None of this. None of this. It's all about control. You got Hershey right now, the chocolate or the plastic uh, brown stuff uh, that they make, firing unvaccinated employees. You've got. Uh, uh, meanwhile, you you've got Finland scrapping all restrictions by the middle of February. All right, and then you've got Pfizer seeking this emergency approval to jab kids. Six months to five years. And parents saying, once again, I want to sacrifice my child to Moloch. Welcome to Hagman. It is the first day of February 2022. And I'm just angry. I'm angry today. I'm angry because I'm watching this and I'm seeing the narrative of the, the globalist left fall apart. The party of Davos fall apart. Uh, people like uh, Biden, okay? In fact, you know what? I, I got to take Biden out of there because the guy is a, seriously a vegetable. And and, and, w and with my apologies to vegetables, the guy doesn't, the guy has handlers. Maybe I should, maybe this is the O-Biden administration or regime. But I think it's deeper than that. I think it goes beyond Obama. It goes beyond Valerie Jarrett. It goes deeper, obviously. You got the left and you got the, the moronic uh, media claiming Joe Rogan is, you know, killing people through misinformation. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Have you seen that, of course? Apparently, you know, discourse is not is not allowed. And, and a quote attributed to, and I hope I get this right, to uh, uh, Richard Feynman. I, I would much rather have 
questions that I could not answer than answers that I could not question. If you think about that, how true is that? Because today, we're not allowed to to question anything. But you know what? The tide is turning, isn't it? We're seeing people to our, our north taking command of the situation. Again with me today is uh, Randy Taylor. We have people, assets embedded now in two locations, one in Ottawa and one in Alberta at the border there in Montana. And the situation with the border in Montana, I got to tell you right now, it's heating up. Okay, you've got RCMP and and the the equivalent of the SWAT team now surrounding this this blockade in Alberta. All right, you got to understand, folks. You know, the media and even social media is not telling you how serious this is. This is this is dead ass serious. I mean, this is for real serious. You, you you actually have guns, or at least people with guns, surrounding these peaceful protesters, okay? And then you've got the bastard child of Fidel Castro. That would be Justin Trudeau spouting off BS lies that's be, that are being lapped up by people like Mika and Joe, whoops, I left a dead intern in my office, Scarborough, and Brian, Mr. Potato Head, Stelter, and the CBC, members of the CBC. You get all these people in the mainstream, oh, I got to believe them media, Lapping all this crap, these lies up, and then parroting the lies. So, I would say this. When the Nuremberg trials begin, and God knows they must, we must have the Nuremberg trials. We must have Nuremberg trials. Because what prompted this is these vaccine, again, not a vaccine, mandates. But when you hear the testimony and see the Department of Defense, their own reports, folks, the Department of Defense, their own reports, neurological damage from the jabs up, what, um, 8,000% or or 80 times? It's incredible. The reactions, and, and you know what? That's not a bug. That's a feature. By the way, I'm running for I'm writing an article uh, for this edition of Wisconsin Christian News. The last article I wrote, uh, which is this one here, and let me show you right here. See if I didn't write for it. I couldn't do this, right? All right. So see this article right here, right here, right here. So to take, look, 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 pan in there. Oh, you can't pan. Why not? We don't have that feature. Okay, I'll read it to you then. Fauci must be criminally investigated and charged with crimes against humanity. The evidence that we are under a biological attack is overwhelming. 
I got page 12. I always have page 12 here. Okay. Wisconsin Christian News. You got to get this. You, you got to subscribe to the hard copy and the digital copy. All right. You got, you got to. But see, I wrote that. And you know what? The publisher is getting hate mail and death threats because of that. Oh, yeah. And so am I. But that's all right. Oh, and by Christians, no less. Or at least people who say they're Christian. But see, that's what this is all about. But it's not about health. This is about control. What you're seeing in Alberta, what you're seeing in Ottawa is the blowback against the control and understand how serious this is. This is for all the marbles. America is a captured operation. Canada is currently a captured operation. Until it won't be. Until America won't be. I guess I shouldn't be writing for WCN in this mood, but I'm working on an article, like I said. All right. Randy Taylor, um, we have assets embedded again in uh, Alberta and uh, Ottawa. Uh, Information is coming in. Uh, I'll tell you what, before we bring uh, Randy on, let's play. Uh, let's pray. Let, let's play. Castro's bastard child, Justin Trudeau. And I know that's going to offend some people up in Canada, and I know exactly who. And you know what? Deal with it. Let's play the the, uh, nonsense from uh, Trudeau from yesterday. This I believe this is from, I don't know. It'll be sourced at HagmanReport.com. And if you don't, you know, if you can't find it, then I don't care. Go ahead and play it. I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and a disrespect uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers and, quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Uh, Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with. Shades of Nikolai Ceausescu. 1989, Christmas Day, where he met his fate four days earlier, talking on that balcony in Romania. You history buffs, you know what I'm talking about? Nikolai Ceausescu, 1989, December 21st. Calm down, everybody. That dictator of Romania. Four days later, the people caught up with him. And... Uh, on Christmas Day, 1989, he was executed. Just saying. Randy Taylor, how are you? Uh, good morning, sunshine. How are you today? <laughs> well, just to clarify something, the 90% of truckers that are vaccinated, they're in the convoy too. I don't believe That's, it's 90%. I, I, I don't believe it, but I don't care. I don't believe it. I would just use the, the numbers are actually immaterial if it's 5%. Okay. But the point, the, the point is that they're protesting the mandates. Yeah. And everybody needs to be clear on that. Okay. What Trudeau is trying to do is make them up to be anti-vaxxers. It's, 
you know, if you get the right feeds and, and you feed the news in, it's just unbelievable what the liberal government up north is doing. It's unbelievable. They're bold-faced lying to the people. Bold-faced. Bold-faced. I mean, you cannot. And, and actually, you know what? I'm glad they are because now they're being made out to be liars. People are really starting to wake up up north. Um, one thing I do hear in, in the voices of family when I talk to them, they're excited. Good. They're excited. And they're surprised that their fellow countrymen were the ones that really kicked things off here. I mean, this is a worldwide event when you get right down to it. You're not being told that. But if you're, if you're working the Internet right, this, this trucking convoy opened up a can, of worms, a can of worms worldwide. And people are excited. It, it, and I told you about the feeds that I get through the. Um, oh, yeah. The apps. Zello, yeah, through Zello, especially. And you have to be careful because I know we were talking about Zello yesterday, and I even shared some links with people. They're shutting those down. The government is, is one by one trying to shut those channels down. And they've shut down it. They've shut down a couple of them, um, which if you think about it, it really takes some work to get into a free market app and start playing with it to where people can't use it. That just screams government overreach. That's about what, what, what's being seen up there now is quite crazy. Um, the biggest thing that I'm hearing is everything, as usual, with Justin Trudeau, these people are racist. These people are racist. These people are racist. There is no, and, and the amazing thing is, and, and I've, I've watched YouTube videos now for, I know we don't go to the tube, but on this case, you, you kind of have to. Um, but freelance videos that I'm seeing, We've got, you've got Muslims up, up there walking around. Oh, yeah. You've got, yeah, you've got yep. black people. Yep. This isn't a racial thing. This isn't even close to a racial thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, you go to a truck stop up in Ontario, and I've been to a lot of truck stops in Ontario. There's quite a mixed pot of people that, drive, that are in the trucking industry. So to call them racist is an outright lie. Boldface lie. Um, you can also, if you if you know how how to do this, you can also tap into CPAC up in Canada. If if you know how to do it, and I'm not going to sit here and try and explain that to everybody. But if you can tap into CPAC, um, you'd be really surprised what's happening on the floor in Parliament. I mean, they're flat out going at it. <laughs> yeah, no. When you say CPAC, you're not talking about the organization in in the United States, the conservative. You're talking about the the part. No, no, of the, it's a it's a government channel. Right, right. Okay, they, they, they refer to it as CPAC uh, up north. Yeah, yeah, it's a government. It's a government channel. I know we had a uh, some time. I, I've watched a CPAC similar in the states down here where you could tap in, but it was only federal government. Right. You're talking. Okay, so you're talking more like the. Uh, um. Uh, what, what do we have? It's not uh, CNN, but uh, what is that channel, uh, Eric? The Tech um, Congressional the Channel, the government. Yeah, channel. the go the government channel. Yeah. C-SPAN. 
Yeah. Okay. Down here. So it's it's it Thank it you. is up there. CPAC is the C-SPAN of you know like the states. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it's just, just it's just. Yeah, it's just a live feed into the parliament, directly into the building and, and watching. And and yes, yesterday, um, they showed up for parliament. Um, the conservatives are, are standing by the truckers. The liberals are not. And the liberals are painting these people out to be racist. Uh, they're saying that they've destroyed things. Fact of the matter is, there has not been one single arrest in Ottawa for anything. Well, Act. let me, let me, okay. So let me share our findings with the people. All right. Okay. Um, so in Ottawa, in, uh, in Ottawa, you had uh, one occasion where a police officer in a hotel, uh, staying in a hotel was found with caustic explosive uh, canisters. Okay. Um, bringing them out. Now that's that that's on the liberal side, of course. You know, a police yes. officer. All right. Yes. So, you've got that. You've got rubber bullets um, being um, acquired. All right. And talk. Now, listen. This is just discussion that we're overhearing. Talk of the use, potential use, of rubber bullets. Now, you might say, "Well, let's just talk." Okay. Well, yeah, I know, but we're just reporting this. Then you've got. Um, uh, okay, so other trucks, um, you know, the big, big trucks, big tow trucks, uh, getting paid immense prices to tow tractor trailers. But they're from the outside because the yep. Ottawa tow company said we're we're not towing truck drivers. Okay, period. Okay, fair enough. All right. So these are those are rogue companies that are employed by the liberals. All right. Then over, okay, so that's Ottawa. Let's move over to Alberta where there's news over there. Uh, you have the, so what, what happened in Alberta, just so in case people don't know, which, you know, wouldn't surprise me because of the mainstream idiocracy. Idiot, They're not covering it. No, yeah. no, no, no. No, it, it, it won't. On those two apps that I told you guys about, the CTV and the other app, the CBC, yep. you're minimal. Yeah. So they didn't yeah. get they didn't get a full minute of airtime yesterday. So so what the RCMP and, and other states uh, other police uh, up there in Alberta, which is north of the Montana. So there's a there's a border crossing there in Montana. What they're doing is is they're attempting to starve out our patriot truckers, Canadian patriot truckers. They're, they're attempting to, to block food, reinforcements, and all aid and comfort to the truckers up there, okay? Yeah, they, they alamode them, man. Okay, so we do have a clip. Um, so what I did was I I, I got a, like a whole bunch of clips. Um, uh, Which there's tons available. That's there, the thing. No, there are on social media, yes, yes. Yes. But, but, and, fo and folks, don't take... Doug's word for it, and don't take my word for it. Go to YouTube, look around, and then go to those two media apps that I, I gave you. You're going to see two different worlds, and and this is this is what Canadians are experiencing every day of their lives now. Okay, so, so what we can, yeah exactly, and what we can do is we can play the. Uh, uh, this is from Owen Schroyer's, and, and I got like I got I don't know a whole bunch of uh, shorter clips, but Owen Schroyer I think compiled this. And, and this has to do with the Alberta area as well. These truckers in the truck stop, um, 
essentially got together and uh, be, because they're they're surrounded by RCMP by police, and they said, "Look, you know, we we have to we got to make a choice. Um, we we either have to stand down or we're you know we're we're in for it because they're cutting off food and supplies." And the truckers got together in this in this truck stop or in this restaurant or whatever, and uh, and, and they voted, and and they said we're, we're staying. And they also said, they also prayed afterwards, our father, you know, the our father, um, which again, I've got different uh, highlights, but if we, if you enroll, just uh, clip 1A and we can play this until Randy Taylor, until you say stop, that's enough. And then we can discuss. I just it. run with it. Let the people see. I want oh, the people oh, to right. see it because it's being filtered here in the United States too. Trust me, the media is painting these people in the wrong color. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, and, and when you're ready, uh, 1A, which would be the highlights from Owen Troyer. They can leave. They can leave. But the only way I'm leaving is in a cruiser. Yes. There you go. You know what? You're 100%. That's right. You know what? Who's there? So who's going to stay? I'm who's staying. Who's there? Who's there? According to Twitter, hashtag I stand with Trudeau was trending number six with 4,780 tweets and hashtag truckers for freedom 2022 was trending seven with 158,000 tweets. Hmm. There is a warrant, so I am required to arrest him right now. What I'll do is I'll send a message off to uh, Calgary and they'll notify us on what the next step is. Okay. okay. So if it's for just cause disturbance, I imagine they're just going to want you released for the court date. Mm -hmm. So that's usually what happens. And you just uh, happened to run my plate randomly. You were not following me from the rally. Exactly. Which rally? I don't know. You just randomly checked this plate. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was passing you on the highway here. And I oh, really? Okay. All right. Well, we should deal with your paperwork. Yeah, I don't want to create any unnecessary delay, okay? Yeah. All right, can you step out? Wouldn't want any unnecessary delay as he pulls over a pasture for just existing. Pastor Pawlowski existing is a disturbance in Canada. I think this is his fourth arrest we'll head back to the car and we'll in regards to COVID restrictions. Okay. He's been arrested. We had uh, just uh, Randy Taylor, you know this, we had the pilot, uh, Gary Haven, who, who transported uh, the, the pastor. Uh, back to Canada, at which point he was arrested. We got the film from that arrest. It's on it's on our Rumble channel. Um, they're harassing this and uh, this pastor and every every uh, uh, patriot. But uh, what I wanted to get to was that vote that they took uh, on this. But uh, I'm not sure. Well, go go ahead and continue with this. Foreign Canada for handing out Bibles. They shut his audio off when he goes off script. They black out the cameras when he starts looking dazed and confused. And the media acts like there's nothing going on. There's nothing to see here. He just tried to start a war between Russia and Ukraine and failed miserably. And the media just let him have a pass. Wow. Biden administration. Things are really going smoothly, aren't they, guys? Really looking good. Uh, 
Biden says, I'm told I'm going here next. Where am I? In Ottawa, the hotels that are opening their parking lots, they're putting up major tents. They're putting out food. It's crazy. I mean, this is the best thing that happens. The the unity that Canada is living right now is beautiful. I'm blown away, man. All right. We're going to stop it there because I I don't know. Um, That's not the clip I had. The the, the clip here, we can uh, run this uh, clip five if, if you don't, unless I'm pressuring. No, please, please. It's best that people see this. All right. This is broken promises. What what happened is this negotiations. You saw that truck stop, right? uh, Folks, you saw that or, or whatever that restaurant, that meeting place and the truckers were in there. And, and they said, look, we're not moving. You know, the most I can get this on is the, whatever citation was. That's in Alberta. Okay, that's where the vote took place. And, and so RCMP sent uh, Mounties in there to, to uh, negotiate with the truckers, but not in good faith, all right? Not in good faith. And here is clip five, which will show you how the bad faith by uh, Fidel Castro's bastard son uh, at, the, at his direction, what's going on? Here it is. I, I, I have rebel news here right now, and they want to know what are they telling you at the border when they're trying to bring food through. They are telling that they are not allowed, because being told that they're not allowed to let anyone through. Not even for food? Not even for food. So in the freezing cold temperatures, they are making them walk for miles to bring food into us. And they, um, we asked them if they could please, because there's five cops in here, so we asked them if one of them could escort us in and out so that they knew we wouldn't do anything else, and they said no, they would not be able and we're not allowed to do that. Thank you. All right, let's... Randy Taylor, let's go to uh, one more clip, 45 seconds. And this is, um, this next clip, this 45-second clip preceded what you just saw. Okay, so uh, again, truckers standing their ground, negotiating, and uh, uh, RCMP says, yeah, no problem, we'll we'll let food in. But uh, there was a vote that was cast, and and here it is. Um, Again, being surrounded, forced to make a difficult decision, uh, clip three. It's 45 seconds runtime. And uh, again, this is out of order, but you'll get the idea. So again, negotiating in bad faith, broken promises. But after RCM, or um, this is during the negotiations. Okay, what do we do? The truckers are saying, what do we do? Here it is uh, from that location in Alberta. Go ahead. Take it leave. Take it leave. But the only way I'm leaving is in a cruiser. Yes. You know what? 100%. That's right. You know what? We're not here. We're always going to stay. I'm staying. Who's there? 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 Who's there?
surrounded. Yes. They're trying to make us weak. They're yes. trying to get under It's all morale, Alex. Keep up the morale. We only started. Well, I guess the ones that want to leave too late. If you're worried about funds, a GoFundMe will pay the money. Oh, we have money. Alex, they can issue us a ticket for a highway traffic act. That's all they can do. Bring on the ticket. All right, you, you saw part of that on uh, the highlights reel. But uh, Randy Taylor, to you, sir. Tickets. Yep. Yeah, the, um, we're getting TV. There's also a, a flow of information that says that absolutely, um, for the most part, the policemen on the ground don't have any problem with these truckers. Okay, and I'm just going to I shot something to you just a moment ago, Eric, Doug, you know, they're talking about this damage and the, 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 the vandalism and this and that. There's nothing like that occurring up there that I can see, because I'll tell you right now, the news has not produced anything except a picture of some girl in a white coat dancing on the tomb of the unknown soldier, which was taken care of. And then some items uh, placed on the uh, Terry Fox Memorial. Once again, Terry Fox is a hero to these truckers. The things that you're seeing about racist symbols and this and that, no, those were people in the crowd. And, and I'm sure I can go back and pull up the footage. And the symbols that you were seeing where you saw swastikas, that was their perception of the Canadian government and the way Justin Trudeau is acting right now. They weren't hate signs. And and the one person being a member of the soldiers of Odin, I don't know if you saw it yesterday, he was walking around with a t-shirt on his head, Odin, just to be yeah. a clown. Yeah. Um, but the way they talk about these people, you'll notice Trudeau said in that little clip that you played that, you know, he doesn't meet with people unless he, you know, he agrees with their cause. Well, I just sent you guys something that says that the damage caused by um, Black Lives Matter is the most expensive in insurance history. Okay. Somewhere between $1 billion and $2 billion in damages. But Trudeau wants to side himself with those type of organizations because he says they're good people. You don't have $12 worth of damage by these truckers. Every, the, the, what you're seeing in the media, people are just asking you, please disregard it. It's garbage. It's lies. Okay. And, and, and if you have any doubt or anybody wants to challenge what I'm saying, do your own homework, pull up YouTube, pull up the media. And now it's gotten to where you could pull up MSNBC and CNN as well, because they're slamming the truckers. Fox is more on the trucker side. So it's an interesting, it's kind of interesting how this is playing out. The truckers, from what I understand, okay, are not going anywhere. I, so uh, that's what they, we're they, hearing. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to picture any kind of mass towing expedition by the government. They have no choice really but to deal with these people, sit down and talk to them. And Trudeau doesn't want to sit down and talk to them. This Trudeau guy is, is a real piece of garbage. He is. He's, the, we call him Fidel Castro's son. I firmly, and, and I'll be honest with you, based on his mother's history, Maggie, who yep. slept with everybody in town, I think she's got a, 
a little bit of Mick Jagger in her too. <laughs> but I'm saying she, this is the chick that used to run up and down the hotel hallways when her husband was prime minister and, and run around in a nightgown or butt naked while they were partying. Yep. This is no role model. Her son, her bastard, bastard, bastard son is no role model. Okay. In fact, yesterday was what I really liked was he's been caught in a myriad of lies. And, and you know what? He's just going to dig himself deeper, but I don't think those truckers are going anywhere. I really, the only way that they'll be pushed out of Ottawa is if Trudeau does something really stupid. And that's not out of reach either. Trudeau does stupid things every day. Okay, the, the, the boy is, is absolutely the example of stupidity. In fact, if you looked in the dictionary right behind the word stupid, there's probably his picture. But he does, he does some really bad things up, up there. He just, I'm, all I'm going to say is this, we've got some momentum going. We need to keep it going. They're talking about doing a, a, a truck convoy in March. In now. D.C. Yeah, get it going now. Right. We're going to go okay. now. Before this loses its momentum, this, you know, we think we'll do it in March. What, March, because the weather is going to be nicer? Yeah, I mean, March might as well be on a different calendar and on a different planet. Okay. You don't know by March that Canada is a communist country. You, you don't know. March is too far away. Guys, get on it now. Well, you've got momentum, you've got the people's attention. We do have a, a, a meme of uh, of Trudeau here, and I think this is appropriate. Uh, yeah, we can. Here it is. Um, again, in the in That's the form, in the form of Castro, and really, when you study folks, when you study the the family bloodlines, and people take offense or, or you take issue with bloodlines, I'm telling you right now. All right, you've got a. You talk about fringe. You got a fringe minority of, of these uh, evil, sick, perverse bloodlines um, that that's communist and globalist, and you know. Elitist. And they're culminating now. They're starting yes. to show. Yep, that's they are. the thing. These these people have been in 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 the making in the manufacturing of of their image for years. Yeah, decades. This isn't something that some clown woke up in 1998 and said, "Yeah, we're going to try and push communism in the United States." This has been going on forever. Yeah, this has been going on since I was a little fella. Not as intense, but they got. See, this is this is what we call stealth communism. Yes, and you and and honestly, the people that are being taken over don't even realize it. I listen to what I'm going to call paid shills and uh, provocateurs on these various channels. Oh, yeah. And, and they're just, I don't understand how somebody can get up and even make it through the day with that kind of lack of brain activity. You know, I, I don't, logic, when you try and talk with these people is out the window. It's absolutely out the window. and. I firmly believe that the liberal government in Canada is getting assistance from the current administration and people in various places in our legislative houses. I honestly think 
even Hillary Clinton's probably got her finger on this. The only reason I say that is she has a remote cousin. They're related by blood to Trudeau. Not a lot of people know that. And you're exactly correct on that. Um, Yes. And she won't deny. She doesn't deny it. She's she's admitted it. But uh, to me, it just strikes me as odd that of all the people that we've got Hillary and then we've got this Trudeau and they're actually related. And they're two of the biggest, biggest perpetuators of sin that I've ever seen in the government. Amen to that. And, and you know, I mean, sin, 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 people. sin. plain old black and white sin that God is against <laughs> killing babies, breaking up the family, everything they're doing goes against the Lord's plans for us. Now we can get into discussions about this is destiny or whatever. I don't buy into destiny and that I can't do anything until the day you guys plant me in the ground. Okay. That was predestined. I can't do any, I really can't do anything past that point. But let me tell you something between now and then. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned something very interesting and and I want to just build on this a little bit. You know, you're talking about uh, the, the left here and the globalist funding the, uh, um, the anti-freedom convoy. I, fir- I firmly believe that. Well, it's interesting because they're running scared, okay? The the globalists, the, the tyrants are running scared because, listen to this, um, the massed Freedom Convoy 2022 of Canadian truckers currently stationed around the capital of Ottawa is close to raising $10 million uh, to support its cause in defeating Trudeau's political overreach, which, by the way, which is more money than Canada's top um, political party has raised in the same er, within the same. Let's see, the um, that amount is higher than the money raised by major federal political players of Canada during the closing months of 2021. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the uh, Gerald Butts was even alluding to that. Yeah. Uh, on CTV. I'm, t- I'm telling you folks, download those apps. Now, when you're done with them, please, when this is over, blow that crap off your desktop. That's okay. Right. Because those apps track you. I- I'm just, especially being a Canadian app, there's, they talk about freedom of this and freedom of that up in Canada. And I've spent time in Canada. I've spent a lot of time in Canada. Uh, I, I married a Canadian. Okay. This, um, it's it's bad it's bad up there. There are several steps ahead of us as far as falling under total total how do you say that word? Totalitarian totalitarianism. That one. Yeah. Uh, that that's where they're at. That's where they're at. And the only reason I say that they have gotten that far is and, and it's not that Canadians aren't patriotic and all that. They're very peaceful people. They are. When's the last time you heard of Canada invading anybody? <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they, they practice that on their citizens, you know. Hey. <laughs> but, hey, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> See, it's they a love boot me. time. <laughs> they love me because I say y'all and a in the same sentence. <laughs> oh, man. This, and, 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 and look, I, I digress when I laugh, okay? What, we get a lot of emails in here, 
And one of the things that people have told me is they love it when Doug and I work together because we laugh a lot. And the audience feels like the audience is part of that. And there's a reason we do that, people. We know that you are communism fatigued. We We know you're terrorism fatigued. We know that. We feel that. A lot of people are waking up. When you wake up in 2022, it has to be a horribly scary experience. And think that's right that. on the money. Think, think about that. The, the, the liberal that wakes up and says, you know what? These people are making some sense. And then they really start to delve in. And I know this because I get the emails. I mean, I, I see this. When they finally red pill it, it's scary. What's scary and what scares them is nothing to do with the conservatives. They welcome that. We welcome them. What's scaring them is how many years they've been lied to and that they bought it. You mean stop it's all a about lie? That. Right. When, yeah. And stop and think about what you just said, Doug. Yep. You wake up one day and you realize you've been living a lie. I'm telling you. And a lie perpetuated, designed, and decorated specifically for you by the people that are playing God. It's scary. And for somebody to wake up and see that, and I say this because I've had friends do it. I've had family members do it. Wake up and, and, and smell the coffee. And honestly, they're almost terrified. More so than me, who's been watching it for years, because they never dreamed in a million years that they were being manipulated. But, but I have a question for you. All right. Because, yes, sir. So, so we, okay. So when we look at, here's mass formation psychosis. Put that aside for a moment. All right. Yes, Put that aside. Yes, sir. All right. So, so here you are living your, your, you've bought the lie. All right. Let's say you've bought the lie. Um, which okay, which lie? <laughs> Choose one. Uh, the concept. Let's let's call it the, the concept. The enti- okay, the entirety. You bought the narrative. Okay. Bingo. All Bingo. right. You bought the narrative. So so you go to <laughs> you go to your you you go to drop off um, your triple vaxxed teenager. Right, triple jabbed a teenager to um, band practice. This one time at band camp. I'm sorry, uh, I digress. Um, people know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> you drop them off to band practice, and, and you know the woodwinds in uh, section. They're all masked up except for a little hole in the, you know in their mouth that to put their instrument in. And don't make fun mm-hmm. of that, right? Um. That's one example. You look at that and, and say, in, on what planet does that even make sense? Okay, or, or you go to uh, you, you go to the airport. Everybody's masked, right? Um, you got a mask, stay six foot apart, and then all of a sudden you're crammed and, and in this plane. Yeah, see, that's the, and, and somebody did a meme on that. It was really cool. It showed everybody six feet apart, 
doing the mask thing and all that. And then the next picture is everybody sitting there in the seats, shoulder to shoulder. Right. It's like, what was the point? What was the point? What? Let me give you another. What was the point? Is the prime minister of Canada, Giotti Justin yeah. Trudeau, okay, is the holder of how many shots and boosters and he still gets COVID? <laughs> I think three or four. Yeah. Well, did he, not, he didn't think that one out before he said it. So, I, okay. So, Mike, I mean, they my are question, nothing though. but anomalies. These people are nothing but anomalies. But, but, but here's my question. So, if, <laughs> again, mass formation psychosis aside, if people look at this objectively, is there key keyword, Doug? Objectively. Well, okay, but but let's say you're you're a physician, okay, or, or let's say you've got letters after your name, okay, your name, comma, and a bunch of letters. Um, how does any of this? How do you reconcile that in your head? And that go, but that, but see, you know what? It's common sense, okay. You can't reconcile any of this. So my question is, what's going on? I mean, how can you not? I mean, how how can you still? How can you cling to this narrative? You know why, Doug? I think the reason they do it, and and because we've asked this question all our lives, how can you be associated with those people? Because you look at I've met I've met Democrats and lefties that I, I don't even know how they make it to work every day or to the grocery store or anything. They must be bruised down the whole left side of their body from running into the wall. You know what I mean? Because they lean so far left. And and I meet them and I talk to them. And and then sometimes I can't even argue with them. I or, or I won't even waste the time to to uh disagree with them in person. But I'll sit there and I'll walk away and I think about it. And I'm like, how does that person make it from 7 a.m. in the morning to 10 o'clock at night? How do they do that? Because they're obviously dumber than a box of rocks. You know, and I sit there and, 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 and logic is out the window. Absolutely out the window. When you look at just, just let's just take yesterday's events. Trudeau standing there giving us one narrative. And then I've got, if I compiled the hours over a thousand hours of YouTube videos, just walking through the masses in Ottawa, no trouble whatsoever. Policemen being spoken to said, oh, everything's cool. That, that the truckers are very well behaved. I sit there and I look at that alternate reality that Trudeau lives in and these liberals, and I'm like, how do they, I don't understand how they function. I don't, we always laugh and say, well, they're dropped on their head when they were a kid. Man, these people weren't dropped on their head. They, were, they might have been thrown down on the floor and stomped in the skull because the, what I'm seeing every day, Doug, I won't even lower myself to talk to them. A, a, a stupid person, a Democrat. I, I won't do it. So, so and, I, we, and so I'm even worse. I'm even worse when I'm up north. Okay. So when we get to that point, though, <laughs> let, let's make let, let's make this amply clear. And, yes, and I, I'm I, I believe I believe Blunt is better. All right. Um, at this point, cut to the chase. Cut to the chase. Right. There's no talking. Right. We're done right. talking. We're over. 
All right. So if we're done talking, what is left? It's it's a, a, a divorce, or we're we're gonna if we stay in the same house, so to speak, we're we're gonna end up killing each other. Yeah, I think that the next the next couple of years are going to be very interesting um, in in both landscapes, the political landscape of the U.S. and the political landscape of uh, Canada. Uh, and be honest with you, let's not uh, knock out France and Australia and these different places where there's things going on they're not even telling you about on TV. People, we love the fact that you know how to get online and find things. And what you really need to get online and find, remember I told you, France, Google, okay? Denmark, Google, okay? Go and research it that way, because I'm going to tell you right now, we are not alone. And that's why I have difficulty with this convoy in the states down here starting up in march no do it now you get your stuff going now in fact what i would do do it live i would i would con i would contact the people that organized the one up in canada ask them for help because i'm going to tell you something i've sat here and fortunately i'm an electronic kind of guy i i can pull in feeds even when we were doing counterterrorism work. I mean, I, I had several uh, TVs in my office where I could watch Al Jazeera. You know, I could watch all kinds of stuff going on at the same time and do that. You know, get, get in there and do a little bit of research and see what's going on. Okay. Because those people, the people up in Canada have done a marvelous thing. They kicked open the door. Now let's go through it. Amen to that. The door's, the door's been kicked open by our Canadian brothers and sisters. And it isn't just a bunch of old mean road truck drivers up there. You got mobs. You got the kids there. These trucking operations, and people don't know it, don't think that Billy Bob just goes down and works for Joe's hauling. Okay. A lot of these guys are private entrepreneurs. That truck is their business. And it's, it's costing them court- money. You got it. It's incorporated. And right now, they're, they're, they're deadhead. They're sitting there. I saw yesterday loads of trucks with trusses on them, loaded with, with uh, uh, forklifts, things like that, because these people took out of their busy schedule to make this happen. Why? Freedom was more important than the dollar. I can work with people like that. Okay. There's nothing more important in your life today than freedom and liberty. And both are being taken away in a very stealthy manner. Okay. Our government here in the U.S. is run by fruitcakes. Okay. The president of the United States, okay, said before he even picked or thought about the next person for SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States, he says, she has to be black. What, what kind of criteria is that? It has to be a black female. Why? You're once again doing quotas. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of black people don't want to be part of your quota system. They want to earn it the old-fashioned way. I know this because 
they email me and they tell me they're disappointed. When you say that would be like saying the next Supreme Court judge has to be a white male in his 60s. Well, I'm sorry, you're wrong. How about we look at 10 or 12 different people and see who's qualified? Okay. I don't feel like paying for on-the-job training for a SCOTUS judge. But this this goes back to the participation trophies, don't you know? <laughs> everyone you. gets a everyone gets a trophy. You know, what? You're not keeping score. It doesn't matter. Here's a trophy. Here's a ribbon. Here, little Thank Johnny. You. Okay, yep. Yep. And, and that's where it's all bred from the same um, toxic brew of of this. I remember medical when they were talking about medical school, Doug, when I was a, a young fellow that was even considering going, you know, to, to a, a college, not university. I'm not that type college uh, after I got out of the military. And the thing was, one, I, I nobody would. The military says, yeah, they'll help you with this. But the caveat is they want you for another four years. Well, I didn't want to do that. Um, the reenlistment guy, every time he'd come around, I'd dodge him. <laughs> Get away from this guy. <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> but um, the, the point is, and I knew this to be, there were grading curves going on at that time in the colleges and universities. Particular interest was the medical field. Okay. And this is because I, I had a friend that was in, in medical school. But what he relayed to me was if you, and, and I, 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 I'm just going to throw a couple numbers in there, but let's say he went in with a uh, 78 grade point average, okay? They were taking black people, okay, with 60% and below, bumping white people out of the cycle and putting the blacks in there so that they would have balanced classrooms. Okay. I'm laying on the gurney. I just got shot. And the doctor walks in. I want the guy that's qualified. Not the guy that's there because he's black, brown, or white. I'm pretty sure that's happened to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... (laughs) it's just when they walk in you it kind of knocks you down a few notches as far as hope you know (laughs) you know and the first thing you ask now is you walk in you go do you have a wall like with certificates and stuff on it okay by any chance everyone says where are you placed in school because i had uh i had a problem i had a problem with that and i'll share this with you my brother's been gone almost a year and he was a, para, a volunteer paramedic. And I remember talking to him, and he was in, in school to be a paramedic. And he made a comment one day. He said, well, I only need a 78 to pass. And I looked at him. I said, excuse me? I only need a 78 to pass. I said, that's your goal? That's your target? You want to get by with a 78? I said, when I'm laying on the roadside, bleeding to death and somebody shows up i hope it isn't you that's what i told him i hope it's not you anybody that looks at their medical training in that way that they slid by because of a quota or something like that i really am not comfortable with that and and listen exactly 
And, and you can't make that in, not Trudeau can make that into a racial statement, what I just said. I'm not a racist. No. What I do have a problem with is when you give too much to one group that it steps on the rights of the other group. And it's very difficult to, I don't, and I don't know how you could even successfully do it, to put curves in and things like that without discriminating. Because as soon as you put the curve in, you discriminated against people that normally would have scored higher. Of course. And you're going to bump, you're going to bump one of them to make room for who may be an underachiever. I don't, I don't, especially in the medical field. I just have a real problem with that. I've had a problem with that for the last 40 years, <laughs> 30 well, years, 40 years, whatever. And they keep, but, but then Biden <laughs> comes out and says, well, she's going to be black and she's going to be a female. Right. One, Biden, do you even recognize what a female looks like? Okay. Because I looked over there in your health department and I see this creature with fuzzy hair. Cousin Nit. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Being made an admiral. Do you know how stupid we Dick look Levine. all over the planet? Yeah. But, but I mean, you know how stupid we look, Doug? We, oh, oh, believe me, I do. Oh, I mean, they are laughing at us. Our enemy, we're supposed to be superpower. We're supposed to be a bastion of what, what, what a democratic rule can do. You know, and, and all we do is embarrass ourselves 24-7 on the world stage. We're doing it now. We did it during the elections. And, and folks, I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm up for ideas on the next election. How do we do it? Because the last election, it hasn't been settled. <laughs> so we're, but, but I mean, how do we, so what they're going to do now, it's like, okay, it's like, uh, let's say you got a local casino and someone says that the, the, the guy dealing at table seven, you know, is, is a rogue and he's cheating. Okay. Well, that's great to have that information, but what are you going to do about it? Why is he still on the table? You shouldn't even be able to say that sentence to me, that the dealer on seven sheets. The dealer on seven should be gone. And it's the same way with our political system. We are in a mess. We have turned our backs on God. And we didn't turn our backs on God when Joe Biden came into office. We turned our backs on God way back when, when we said, oh, that little baby's an inconvenience. Perhaps we should kill it. That's when we turned our backs on God as a nation. And even before that, when we took prayer out of, out of schools. Yes, and yes. Such, yeah. and, and the people that don't realize what's going on right now worldwide, it's not just an assault on religion. It's assault on assembly of Christians and patriots anywhere. Right. They don't want us talking to each other. They don't want me to buy you a cup of coffee at a Waffle House. So they don't want it. They don't want us talking. Because, and that's another reason this border's been closed. I don't care about all the crap stories they tell you. They don't want American patriots and Canadian patriots getting together. Right. It's sad, but true. Randy Taylor, yeah. I, you know what? We're, I can't believe how quickly this time goes. Um, Randy Taylor is going to be joining me a lot more, and I appreciate, Randy, uh, your time and uh, your uh, and, and we your love efforts. you guys. We're all in the same boat, man. 
We're all in the same boat. And, and, and yep. we're just trying to steer our way through this. And, and we will. We will. We'll get through it. Those truck, Please pray for those truckers. And one other thing. I've been checking temperatures. These guys are sitting up there and, you know, minus at night. It drops to like minus 28. And that's cold. They're still there. That's the difference between Antifa, BLM, and truckers. We'll right. stay out there for them. They'll stay out there for the cause. They will. And they're not setting buildings on fire to keep warm. That's good. That's a good point. I love uh-huh. it. I appreciate it. Brother, I appreciate you. We'll be talking again very, very soon. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk uh, off air. God bless you, my friend. Rock and roll. Talk All to right. you guys later. Thank you. All right. Folks, that was Randy Taylor. Randy Taylor at HagmanReport.com to communicate with Randy. Of course, um, an amazing patriot here in, in America and, of course, uh, extending across the border and funneling in information and sifting through information, disinformation, misinformation, and get, getting out the real um, intelligence that you need. All right? So I'm gonna, I just want to say that. And again, Wisconsin Christian News, please, folks, support them. Go to wisconsinchristiannews.com, sign up, uh, subscribe, and also donate. Uh, very, very important to do that. Wisconsinchristiannews.com. Uh, Wisconsinchristiannews.com. All right. With me, of course, Stan Dale from standale.com. I got to tell you, Stan and Holly Dale are just a tremendous couple. Uh, they do a lot, um, just a lot of things. They pass a lot of information out through their website, standale.com. Holly works the headlines. Stan works... Uh, all the time, as does Holly. And of course, uh, uh, we appreciate all that they do. Stan Dale, thanks for uh, joining me today. And I appreciate you and I appreciate your wife. Oh, yes, I got to mention EMP Shield. Folks, if you haven't done so already, look, now's the time. Get your EMP Shield right now. You're going to need it. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not today. Hopefully not today. Hopefully not tomorrow. But you're going to need it. Just about guaranteed. Go to... Um, EMPShield.com. I'll get this right. EMP, EMPShield.com. Use the promo code Hagman for $50 off, as well as multiple purchase discounts. Go to EMPShield.com. Use the promo code Hagman. All right. Uh, and Stan Dale and his team are the brainchilds behind that. Stan's brainchild behind that uh, uh, technology and such. And uh, saving the world one home, one generator, one power line at a time. Stan, thanks for joining me, brother. Good evening, sir. How are you? Oh, you know what? Angry, uh, disturbed, uh, but you know what? Okay, because I'm above ground and uh, I'm I'm okay. You? I understood. Oh, yeah, fine, fine. I, you know, kind of enjoying the evening here, as it were. Yes. Mm. Yes. That's uh, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. <clears throat> sure, it is. We'll go with that, right? <laughs> well, yeah. It is, but all right. The, the, the old the old trick, um, the old trick of newscasters. You know, it, it might be vodka in here, but you blow on it. You know. To, to... <laughs> oh, you know that's a good idea. But if I don't know whether you can see this or not, but uh, that's oh, ice in my. Oh, that is pepper. ice. Oh, yeah. Scotch and here's on the, ice. Here, here's, here's the bottle. No, 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 no. Okay, all right, well, <laughs> oh, I, brother. I seriously, you know what? Um, I, I know you're you're sober and you're. Uh, sober-minded so it's a good thing yeah yeah i don't know is your weather getting colder and, and nastier in the next uh, few days 
I don't know. You, you know, I stopped keeping track. I, I, here's the deal. We, we, we have like 25 feet of snow out there, uh, icicles that are bigger than me, um, uh, wind chill that's in the uh, single digits, if not below. And so does it matter? Well, I guess not. You got that much snow over there, really. I, you know what? I should say, I should post a picture. Out my deck, you can see, um, it's just, I mean, Lady, the studio dog, she she goes out and she looks at me like, what am I supposed to do here? I mean, you know, <laughs> it's like, uh, I can't walk. It's, it, you know, we probably got, I don't know, Eric the Tech, how much snow we get? Like two feet? But we got it like in one day. And then, then a couple inches here and a couple inches there. Lucky dog, we... We're in the part of Colorado just at, at uh, over the last two or three years, just been in drought. And so during what should be snow season here, like yesterday it was 62 degrees and we were out, you know, working in the yard a bit. So, whoa, 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 whoa. huh? 62? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen 62 two since June or July. I, I, I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't know. 62. Yeah. Well, well, it's been a very strange um, winter in quotes. Uh, the temperature's been up and down. I mean, we'll have a couple of days where it's uh, freezing or maybe down below freezing a bit. But uh, and, and we did get a dusting of snow. When I say a dusting, I mean like a, a micro, you know, Nats fart uh, on the rail, something like that. Whitish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to move in your garage <laughs> with, with my dog. <laughs> you know, that reminds me. Uh, uh, when I was a young teenager type uh, guy living at home with mom and dad in Texas, we had a very uh, irregular uh, snowstorms, maybe once every 10 years or something. Anyway, we got this snowstorm that was about, oh, eight, nine inches deep in the backyard. And we had uh, erected a, a line, a metal line going out to a pole out there so and the other end up to the house. So that I could clip on the dog's collar, you know, to that his leash, and then he'd run out and do his business. Well, that was before the snow came. So Nicodemus, Nicky, our uh, kind of fat, uh, long, black and tan dashing, uh, needed to go, and so I took him to go out that morning with all the snow there. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He doubled up into a really high-shaped U, and then he I kind of gave him a shove from the back. So I get out there and do your business. Well, he went. Hoppity hoppity hop out there, and then he stopped, and I saw steam coming up, and I realized he'd done the deed. But <laughs> what a sight! <laughs> and then he was back in like gangbusters. Yeah, Man. yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. It's um, I, I I don't know. I, I look outside, stand, and I, I think, what am I doing here? You know, why am I still here? I, you know, but 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 I'll tell you what. I, we, we, the first thing we were talking about the truckers up in. Uh, uh, Ottawa, and you know, it, it, God bless those people because it's cold, it's windy, and and I, you know, I've been on the road doing investigations and traveling for investigations, and you know, I I know how that is. And, and you're you're in a vehicle, and it's cold, it's dark, it's ugh. so. Um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, I wondered. You know, I guess they all being truckers, they had their porta potties and and probably a lot of them had in the back of their cab a, a bed that they could lay in if they wanted to and sleep. But um, those in cars, uh, you know, 
probably more challenged. No, that's why. That's why I, I never got Coke with ice. You just keep the cup. Okay. Long story. Never mind. You get the idea. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Keep yep. I do. I do. All right. Um, you know, talking about the weather, you know, we always talk about the weather, but um, you know, the sun is definitely, definitely uh, worse than it's been this whole solar cycle in probably six or seven years. Um, I had a story in here somewhere. I'm just checking here to see if I've got it here. That's a flare. Uh, multiples. I don't know where I placed it. Uh, yeah. Slide 56, Eric. Its traces of an ancient solar storm are causing scientists concern. Their analysis showed a major solar tsunami, much larger than anything recorded in recent history. It struck the Earth's atmosphere about 9,200 years ago. Why is this uh, finding worrying scientists? Although the latter did not yet understand how to predict these catastrophic events, they thought they occurred during intense activity of the sun. This finding shows that large explosions from the sun can actually occur at any time, at any time, making them even more unpredictable and dangerous. And then, of course, um, if we scroll down to the oh, um, to the bottom to around 37 to 39, look at um, 37, that green one there, which um, gives us a heliograph of the sun. And that heliograph is about 75% of the sun, maybe 67%. Anyway, it shows these bright white spots here are active regions of the sun. And as I say every week in the middle, at zero longitude, uh, that's what's facing the Earth. So you see what's coming in the next oh, seven days over on the left, these bright white areas that are intensifying. Now, this is a way to sneak peek around the sun and see what's happening. If you look at slide 38, at the current magnetic field uh, that I took earlier uh, today, um, you'll see these hairy lines out here, magnetic field lines, and they're very bright on the right side going around to the back of the sun and on the left side coming our direction. And if you remember back what that heliograph showed here on the left, uh, there, uh, there are two bright areas uh, you know, that you can see almost completely moving our way. And to the right of those, there's a dark spot, which is kind of uh, an area where sun's, uh, solar wind comes out toward us. Um, the sun is being very active this time, and it, uh, it has produced maybe three or four CMEs uh, in, uh, let's see, CM class and C class over the last week. Um, and this affects our weather, of course. Um, one of them is hitting today. The uh, CME is, is hitting uh, this evening sometime. But um, and then if you look at uh, slide 39, it's a picture of the sun that uh, was taken uh, earlier today by NASA. And you'll see that you'll see these uh, red, these white uh, yellowish spots on the left and active region at the top. This is all current. And the one that missed us is over in the lower right. Now, I got this picture to show you that flare coming off of there. I mean, that's like many times the size of Earth, that flare. And we're, we're only in the first, you know, uh, two or three years of the uh, 25th solar sunspot cycle. And this is very unusual activity. So I keep warning people, it's going to get a lot worse. Uh, you're going to need to protect your, your, your eyes. The ultraviolet will be increasing. Um, you'll be seeing uh, possibly a solar EMP, a, a coronal mass ejection thrown at the Earth, 
uh, that will cause one or several uh, EMPs that last not for millions of a second, like a nuclear one does, but for hours. And this happened in 1859, the character event we've talked about many times. And it lasted for hours, and this burst from the sun at that time only hit telegraph wires, basically. That was the electronics of the day, and it put so much voltage and current into the telephone wires or the telegraph wires that it burned the operator's hands that were running the, tele- the telegraph at the time. It severely burned them. They had to be you know, hospitalized from the voltage that came through the telegraph key from the sun. Well, now we're so dependent on electronics, and we're so dependent on our growing fields, you know, places, you know, that uh, raise cattle and uh, grow uh, corn and wheat and all that kind of stuff, that we're very susceptible to damage from the sun, whatever it is. And uh, uh, look at slide 40, Eric, slide 40. Um, And uh, this shows uh, a picture. I think you can get to the picture. No, I froze the picture. Um, you can see a picture here. Uh, these are pictures on top of the sun looking down, you know, digital plots showing where the solar wind is. Now, people tend to think uh, solar wind, that's a constant thing blowing out all around the sun. But it has uh, like wings or um, spiral arms spinning around. You can see them bending. And so when Earth passes through these solar wind areas and, and coronal mass ejections tend to follow the wind, you see, uh, well, you know, in this picture here, uh, when it's going to hit, and uh, the uh, the top one is uh, the plasma density, you know, the solar wind density, and you can see uh, when I grabbed this uh, earlier today uh, that at the top right in that graph you see a green spike, and uh, they're looking at this this uh, solar wind arm hitting the Earth. In the left in that picture, the circle one, there's a green dot, and that's Earth. And the other two dots above it and below it are satellites watching it um, and, you know, reporting this, this uh, information. So this tells us that we're about to get, you know, a strong solar wind event as well as coronal mass ejections, which can come pretty much straight to us anyway. So, again, things are happening. Um, so so well, it's pretty it, ominous, right? I, I mean, everything we're is. seeing. And, and, yeah, and it's, and it's the early part of the solar sunspot cycle. It shouldn't be doing this. We're almost doubled, if not more than that, the number of sunspots and coronal mass ejection events happening uh, you know, versus what was predicted by, by NASA. So it's going to be big. It's not just me guessing. The things are, are, are increasing on the sun. And I mean, um, like in slide 41, it says a chance of solar flares today. NOAA forecasters say there's a 40% chance of M-class solar flares today. Uh, and that was January 31st, and a 10% chance of X flares. Now, when you get X flares, you know, that's nasty. The only one that I saw that was really big was probably 10 years ago, it was an X45, and it was mighty. Had that hit us, it would have fried our electronics for sure. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's enough on the sun. I want to get up here to some of the uh, drought things here uh yeah here we are slide 63 uh holly's done an article on the things uh, that could cause famine you know uh, filling biblical prophecy and if you uh, she shows pictures there uh, in the article of empty uh, uh, grocery store shelves 
But in the article, she says, historically, famines were caused by two things, war and drought. And do we have the threat of war? Do we have the, the existing drought and increasing drought? Yes. Um, and now, nowhere did a COVID pandemic enter into the picture. Now there's a conflagration of alarming events, a superstorm of food and famine developments. Now, if this doesn't wake you up, I don't know what it takes. Drought and water shortage, skyrocketing cost of fertilizers for farmers, skyrocketing uh, crop insurance for farmers, lack of pickers and farmhands, rising fuel costs, an 80,000 strong shortage of truckers to haul the produce, tripling sh uh, shipping costs, uh, COVID restrictions, a scarcity of packaging for products sold in aluminum, paper, and plastic, supply chain bottlenecks, and COVID shutdowns running smaller forms of farms out of business. Now, the article goes on, you can see if you read through it, about other things that are affecting the, the farmers. Um, but she makes a tremendously good points about what is about to happen is not just what we're talking about, the truckers and the COVID thing. This is a, a thing for, uh, that's being hit by the sun, by a three-year drought, which has hit the, the west, southwest here. I mean, if you look at how bad it is, and it's not getting better, well, we're in a... Uh, this is La Nina, you know, Natalie. The, yes. Yeah. And the La Nina here in our area creates a drought and, you know, dust storms. And they're afraid that we're going to see something like in the, in the early 30s of the Dust Bowl occur again with the increasing winds we're getting. It may be blowing topsoil clear off to the Pacific Ocean or the other way over to Kansas or whatever. But the message is environmental changes, political changes, uh, solar uh, output changes, all of these are real, clear, and present dangers, and, and also the possibility of war over what's happening in um, Ukraine. Um, so these are things that we uh, we need to pay attention to and prepare for. Now, when you talked about EMP shield, that's certainly one thing that people need to prepare, you know, protect their house with from these horrendous voltages that will come down the lines, but also your the solar panels, uh, your um, generators, um, you know, wind system, wind uh, generators, all that kind of stuff. And then what you need to have in your house, you know, for emergency food and stuff. If you can't go to a store and get it, you need to get it now and pack it away. You know, free, freeze dried foods and things. Again, we've been warning people about this day for 20 years, but it's time to not put it off. Uh, yeah, just amazing stuff. Dare to prepare as well, folks. If you, if you haven't done so already and you want the encyclopedia of preps, it's Dare to Prepare. Uh, speaking of, of that, in fact, go to standale.com and, and uh, go shopping there with all of the products, the intellectual products, you know, the DVDs and, and the um, everything, including and especially Dare to Prepare as well as empshield.com for your EMP Shield. Go ahead, Stan. Yeah, in regarding the Dare to Prepare book, we had so many people at the uh, end of December, like dealers, buying large stocks of her book that they cleared us out. Uh, they were way ahead of the demand curve. So we had to put an emergency reprint order in. And of course, there's paper shortages with problems with the uh, C-tainers coming in, and, uh, inks and that kind of stuff. So uh, fortunately, we got the order in time that our printers reserved a block of paper, you know, and uh, glues and ink for us. And we'll be getting the, the stock shipped to us. It'll be shipped out, uh, you know, of the Eastern States on the 16th, February. So probably around the 12th, 13th, somewhere in that area, we're going to put up 
uh, a thing to allow you to pre-order it because we're just totally, totally out of stock. Um, and the, the questions about when can we get it are, are coming in the email all the time. So keep watching our site, standio.com, and we'll tell you when you can pre-order, when we're sure that we've got stock coming. And uh, that'll, that'll allow you to get the preparation manual that you need. And it definitely is like... Uh, Doug said, the, the, the Bible of emergency preparation for all kinds of things, not just um, war, that kind of stuff. It's, it's for tornadoes, um, earthquakes, uh, you know, volcanic ash. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, anyway. I don't, I don't think there's anything she didn't cover in that book. I, uh, you know, it's, it's a, no. to me, it's, um, again, it's like an encyclopedia <clears throat> of, of whatever you need. Um, it, it's kind of funny because just real quick the other day, I had a question about the, the – um, shelf life of a product and um i i consulted her book and actually found the answer so even obscure things or, or off the you know off the radar things there, there it is all right yeah she's been there a long time ahead of the curve um one of the things that uh, we didn't anticipate or she didn't in that book which is neither here nor there is that with the covid crisis and uh, the shipping and and, and uh, delivery crisis that there's a massive shortage worldwide of computer chips for cars, computers, electronic devices. And that is uh, causing an impact on our economy as well. So the things you don't think about, I... Well, I'll tell you, you're right. Speaking of power. But but, uh, I I look at all of this, and I I think, uh, Stan, I think, you know, how did did this happen? If we... We became so self-reliant, or so reliant on other countries, uh, you know, and so greedy, uh, the, in my view, anyway, the corporations, um, you know, outsourcing the labor, cheaper labor, but as a result of the government being so oppressive and regulatory, you know, so um, I, we need to go back to being self-reliant is my thought. A little bit late. I mean, uh, President yeah. Trump uh, certainly tried to get that established. Um, in our company, MP Shield, um, we uh, we long time ago decided that we couldn't depend on components from China for our circuits, and so we uh, got it in Puerto Rico and here in this country. Uh, we we sourced our stuff within the United States or U.S. territories for that reason, and of course now then we have product where others don't, um, and we have a million dollar assembly line, the electronics electronic board assembly line, which helps us to. Uh, produce that kind of product for other companies here as well. Um, yeah, anyway, it's just... It wasn't just a matter of not depending on China. It was more a matter of we want to support America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Holly reminded me that it wasn't uh, just that we didn't want to depend on China, that it was we wanted to support made-in-America type products. So uh, that was another reason that we uh, we sourced our stuff within America and its, and its territories here. Amen to that. Holly, it's great to hear you. And, uh, hey, Doug. Hey, we, we love you here. Eric the Tech is waving at you. Lady, the I studio. You guys. Yeah, well, ladies, even her ears just perked up. Uh, so, Bonesies. Bonesies. Bones. Lady. Uh, you know, uh, I was going to say, she's got one over there. She's, she, she, she carried, uh, folks, we received a, just a care package from Stan and Holly. Uh, lady did, and uh, the, the bones are, are they're beef bones, probably about this big. And uh, uh, was it last night? I think it was last night. 
or the night before. I, I'm trying to remember when I went to bed last. Anyway, she carried her bone into bed with her, and she she looks at me like, you know, are you going to help me with this? Because it's <laughs> it's as big as I am. But uh, God bless God bless you. Thank you. All right. uh, uh, these little four legged people, Mike. Oh man, personalities too. You know. Yeah. Oh, definitely that. Definitely that. Um, I was going to go back on some power things here. In slide 52, there's a map if you click on it. And this is a map of a proposed power line from uh, southeastern Europe under the Mediterranean Ocean at 3,000 meters depth, which is what 9,000 feet or something, I think they said. Anyway, no, it's not that. It's 3,000 feet deep. Anyway, they, they dropped this thing down, or they're going to, to go over to uh, Cyprus and Greece. And then over to Israel. So it's going to be giving um, gas and hydroelectric power to Israel at a price, obviously. But this, to me, seems like a, a very risky thing. I think you're going to do it. The plans are for 2030, um, you know, uh, and it's like 732 million uh, euros, a lot of do dollars and 657 euros. That's just the first investment. Yeah, yeah, Holly said that's just the first investment. Uh, to this power grid. Now, I don't know, you know, I think they're saying, oh, yeah, it is 3,000 meters, 9,000 feet. I didn't think it was that deep. There's going to be way down deep, and it's the first time anybody's tried to put cabling and power and stuff on the ocean floor that deep. Um, they'll carry, uh, you know, 2 billion watts of electricity uh, over to Cyprus, Greece, and uh, Israel. Um, it's 1,208 kilometers long, so that would roughly be about... Um, 7,800, uh, sorry, uh, 780 miles long. Uh, okay, it's set to begin work this year to be completed by the uh, end of 2025. And the interconnector is expected to be commissioned the first half of 2026. In light of all the things that's happening, a war and various other things, I don't know how practical it would be for Israel to be heavily dependent, uh, or Greece for that matter, on this power coming in uh, from Europe. But it is an effort to make a, a global community, you know, sharing resources, that kind of stuff, which is notable, and it will probably play into a global government by the Antichrist for, you know, a, a seven-year period or whatever. Interesting project. It's a big project. Things are lining up. Say again? Things, things are lining up, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, you know, I've been watching the Middle East all over the, all over the place. Um, the, click on the picture in 49. Uh, this is not what I'm going to talk about, but it shows a map of the Middle East. And, and you'll see uh, Turkey up the top there, and then Syria in between Turkey. And uh, the Lebanon's that little blue thing there down to the light blue, which is Israel. And you'll see that um, the Saudis, well, okay, uh, I'll talk about this in a minute, but this is showing you where things are in the Middle East in your mind. Now, Turkey um, has been at odds with Egypt, sorry, with Israel for decades. And the leader of uh, Turkey at the moment is Erdogan. But Erdogan in slide 55 is ill. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, he's been kind of, you know, stiff-necked about dealing friendly with, uh, with Israel. But he, we think he has a heart problem. Last week, I did talk about him uh, going to an Israeli doctor, a cardiologist, to see what could be done about his heart. Now, this is interesting that he's ill because who's going to replace him? Uh, now, he has a, 
a minister of the interior named uh, Suleiman Solyu. And I've talked about it many times. He's on my uh, slide 13 of potential Antichrist uh, there in Turkey. And Solyu uh, resigned. He, he got irritated at things and he resigned from his position last year. And uh, Erdogan wouldn't accept the resignation. He said, no, you stay in that office. I need you there. So Erdogan likes and depends on uh, Suleiman uh, more than the other two people that stand in line to take his place. So it's interesting then to watch the development of uh, uh, Suleiman Solyu because he is eventually, we think, going to take over the, the running of, of uh, Turkey. And his attitudes and his, his policies are going to uh, definitely uh, make a strong tie with Israel. Now, um, in uh, um, slide 57, you can click on it and read the article in a minute, but it shows that he is already so powerful. He's taken over a number of jobs, like uh, he's, he's providing 3,250 security officers for the World Cup uh, to uh, gutter in the uh, Persian Gulf region. And, um, you know, this... Uh, this is going to be in November, December of this year, but he's already moving uh, equipment and personnel over to Qatar to provide security for, you know, the World Cup uh, uh, games there. So, uh, you know, that's a big responsibility and spending a lot of dollars. So you can see already he has um, he has a responsibility for a lot of this. Um, and as, as everyone gets ill or dies or whatever, you can bet he's blessing putting his blessings on uh, Suleiman to take over. In slide 53, you'll see Turkey is possibly re uh, reconciling themselves with re reconciling themselves with Israel. As I told you, they were at odds. And two or three years ago, I told you a couple of the press over there in the TV world in Turkey said that they were willing to, uh, they'd like to see Israel become, you know, very close relations with Turkey and that they would like for Israel to build the, the third temple, Solomon's temple, again, on the Temple Mount up in the northern part where it's just trees and, you know, uh, bushes and things. So they're, they're supporting, you know, rebuilding the third temple. Well, Erdogan wasn't, wasn't doing that uh, for whatever reason. He was still being stiff about being that close to uh, Israel. But this article says that the, they are getting closer um, to an agreement and open trade with Israel. So it's a thing, again, uh, you know, uh, pointing us to fulfillment of the global government and, and, and fulfillment of prophecy. 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 Mm. And that really is Dr. Pepper in my cup there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I don't doubt that. I have a hard time, uh, form, you know, forming words and sentences um, on a good day. So uh, no worries. Mm. Okay. Right, now, last thing on Turkey. In slide 54, uh, there's a, a, a video there um, uh, that was on, uh, I think, Fox News, Fox 24, put it up, put it up. And Solomon is talking about his enemies, uh, you know, the, the, the deputy, you know, the interior minister to Erdogan in Turkey. He said, I will put the Fez upside down on anyone who tests Turkey's strength. And I say in the comment there, uh, wasn't it Nostradamus who said that the coming Antichrist would wear a blue Fez? And I've covered this last year, the year before in your show about the Fez and the importance it had in the Ottoman Empire. You know, it, all the, the gentlemen and uh, high-ranking people wore this the Fez. But to put the Fez upside down on those who are his enemies or, you know, uh, challenge them, 
uh, that means he's going to defeat him, put the fess upside down, you're mine, that kind of thing, right? I uh, just thought I'd explain that, you know, uh, colloquialism there in Turkey. But uh, if, if, you, if, he, if he takes power and the are is given power and he starts wearing a blue fez, look out. Um, he may be the Antichrist or the false prophet, one of the two. I do think that the uh, Muhammad bin Salman scenario being an Antichrist may, 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 may be true. But um, he's far away from Turkey, and I think Turkey is the best location for the new world order to have its headquarters for the revived Roman Empire. You know, two legs of it to the Europe, western side, uh, Middle East, uh, you know, uh, to the east side. Um, In essence, uh, reestablishing the Ottoman Empire, but a little bit bigger going, you know, all through Europe and uh, down into the Middle East. So I suspect whether it's uh, Suleiman, uh, uh, so is—that's another tongue twister from my mouth for some reason. But any, or uh, Mohammed bin Salman, or another one, that wh- whoever it is that's the Antichrist, I think the seat of their power will be there in Turkey. Uh, could be wrong, but uh, you know it—it um, just—it it, kind of adds up. Uh, I, I have a gut feeling about what's happening in the Middle East and in Turkey and in Europe, and it seems like that Turkey will be in the middle of it all and will probably be the head of the, the New World Order. Just a long shot, I guess, whatever. Wow. Uh, you know, I always thought that it would be more of a Anglo-Saxon kind of person. But the more I hear about this, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, it's it's not that I ever doubted you. It's just I'm, I'm following your... <laughs> Why? Oh, Come on, guys. <laughs> I'll put my fence upside down on you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I'm starting to look and, and thinking, man, you know, so I'm starting to follow your, um, your, your um, cast of characters, your suspects pretty close. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, you know, it, it's just, I, Wow. Just wow. You know, in, in, it may not be any of these that uh, I've discussed on my uh, slide 13 about potential antichrist and false prophets. It may be none of them. Sure. And uh, the, the, uh, the arrival of our quote-unquote elder brothers, you know, the, the satanic invasion and flying saucers that look to be friendly, they may appoint some, you know, guy that we've never heard of. And uh, they may say they've, they've grown him in a lab. I don't know, but... That could be somebody that no one would know who he is until, of course, he's announced and revealed. And as I read the the scripture, the rapture of the church will occur before that time because they will, or just as he's revealed, because they will not have seen him revealed. Um, As Paul said to the Thessalonians, you know, uh, don't panic if he's not been revealed yet. You haven't been left behind. So whatever that means, uh, you know. I don't think we're going to have long if we do see the Antichrist ourselves and, and we're part of the bride. Uh, you know, we won't be here to see his action from here anyway. Um, but, you know, the uh, Israelis uh, have been firing missiles occasionally at uh, nuclear facilities over in Iran and, uh, you know, and in, in, sorry, in Syria that are Iranian based. And of course, they've been accused of all kinds of naughty things, but they've been trying to protect themselves because Iran has stated that they want to attack Israel and they've got footholds of Hezbollah there in 
Syria, just uh, northeast of uh, Damascus in the mountains there, and other places, I'm sure. But slide 58 is an article about Israel bombarding positions around Damascus, and that was at dawn uh, yesterday, and Israel launched an air bombardment targeting points around Damascus, while the Syrian observatory said that the targeted sites around the city contain warehouses belonging to Lebanese Hezbollah. You know, who knows? I mean, is Iran using, or is it, uh, you know, just Hezbollah? And so I read the article, and you've got it up there, and it says that the missiles, the Israeli missiles fired by the Israeli army came from a direction near Riyadh in Lebanon. So if you click on the, the slide in slide 59 right next to that and zoom it up, you're going to see what they're talking about there. You see Damascus, and uh, if you scroll up, uh, you see Lebanon, you see Riyadh and the Israeli army missiles. Now, why is this interesting? If you get that up there, Eric, can you click that picture up? Testing one, two, there three. There we go. Okay, there, okay, there we go. Okay, now, okay, uh, I guess you've clicked on the red line there, yeah. Okay, there's Lebanon on the left. And if you just uh, move the screen down just a bit, you'll see there's Damascus. And over at the left uh, is, uh, I guess further down is Israel. I just want to show you where it was. Uh, down toward the, the bottom of the picture, a little bit further down, you'll see northern Israel. You'll see the Sea of Galilee and the Golan Heights. Well, now, this is Israel's territory in this yellow line and then the orange border that's disputed down along there. Why? Why does the, the missile attack, going back up to the top of the screen, why does the Israeli army missile attack come from Riyadh in Lebanon? Uh, I, I didn't get to the memo. Did, did Israel invade, you know, Lebanon? Um, they're either in Lebanon or, yeah, or, or they're in they're in Syria. They're you know in, inside the Syrian border somewhere, but that's what the report said. And uh, I went to the detail of this because it said all around Damascus. Well, you know the the target was that uh, you know if you look, it's up at the right there. It's like I don't know thirty forty miles kind of northeast of Damascus. It's not in the Damascus suburbs. So when they say all around, I'm not sure where the other missiles might have gone. They didn't report that. But what they did say says up there and not on Damascus. If they had some that, that actually fell around northeast uh, Damascus, you know, in the, if you look at Damascus down there in that, that, that kind of dark green growth area there, if they fell in that area from wherever they launched, you run the risk of seeing the missiles hit Damascus. Um, now, I don't think this is the event yet. But it shows you that when you fire missiles in toward uh, the Hezbollah and uh, you know, the Iranian presence there uh, around Damascus, you could hit Damascus, either by accident or on purpose. This, this, this just kind of accents the, the activity over that it make, uh, they may make Damascus a ruinous heap overnight, a nuclear attack. You know, and that's not Iran. That's just Damascus. You know, that's Iran's playground over there for their, their hiding their missiles and and uh, stuff. And they've got their own nuclear facilities in Iran, but that's where they launch from. And a launch from Syria and even down southeast or southwest Syria, close to the Golan Heights, that is, you know, it's you're measured in small number of minutes, three or four minutes until that missile is in northern Israel. It's almost impossible to defend against. So you have to preemptively strike. Their nuclear facilities and missile assembly areas and storage areas 
uh, if you're Israel, to try to keep them from killing you. Uh, it's not like maybe they will. Uh, Israel, two or three years ago, when Netanyahu was uh, the prime minister, got a lot of data, your know, intelligence, uh, captured a lot of it from Iran, showing their plans to take out Israel with a nuclear strike. So it's not an accident, you know, and, and, and not a guess. They are planning to do it. So I support Israel trying to defend itself. Anyway, it's you know I, I do too, and it's a shame that we're seeing a lot of anti anti Israel. You know, there's a difference between the the political Israel and the Israel of the Bible. We get that. I think. I mean, I get that. Um, yeah. You, you know, yeah. in God's people, God's land, God's title deed to to that land, and um, but you're you know we're seeing this this increase of this anti or this. Hatred of Israel, hatred of Jews, uh, blaming the Jews for everything. Um, you, you know, so, uh, you know, folks, I, I mean, save your emails, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's uh, definitely, yeah, yeah, there, there's a biblical Israel and then the political one at the moment. And yeah. it's like the United States, they've got their problems with uh, people running that place that uh, don't belong there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, gosh, and, and you know, you know, it, it goes too with with Ukraine. I, I just want to mention this real quick. You know, p- people are so quick to say uh, about Ukraine and Russia, and, and, and you know, no one knows really. I mean, it's, very few people know history and how Ukraine. There's a basis for the Nazi Party and Nazism in Ukraine. Okay, so you know, make sure you learn your history before you, not you, Stan, but people before yeah, yeah, they, in general, you know. Yeah. Uh, before they spot. So, go ahead. Yeah, well, on that note, to slide 51, and I have a link there to a story, uh, and uh, they're thinking that the Russian invasion may be imminent to uh, Ukraine. Um, you know, Ukraine is a breadbasket, really, for the old Soviet Union, and that's why I'm sure that that uh, Putin has been pushing to get him to rejoin with him and be, you know, a Russian-occupied territory. He's been putting in, uh, through skullduggery, he's been putting in the politicians that are favorable to dealing with Russia and trade agreements. But it's the food and, and the access, uh, you know, to the river there and go down to the Baltic uh, that they want. And um, at the moment, uh, I think Putin's hands are kind of tied if he wants to appease and feed his people because bad weather affects him as well as it does anybody else and the crop growing, that he's going to want to go there to to get agriculture and uh, other, you know, uh, oh, pr- product, uh, produce of Ukraine. Uh, there are elements within Ukraine, as you see in that article, that, um, you know, want to increase the Ukrainian army by 150,000 troops over the next uh, two or three years. It, I don't think that'll help them uh, because they're going to be up against Russian trained, fully trained and tested troops. But that, that situation in Ukraine is kind of like a Balkan powder keg, really, uh, you know, that started World War I. Um, things happening there and U.S. involvement there and uh, Turkey's involvement and uh, Europe's involvement. I mean, it's it's very much like a, a match sitting next to a bunch of explosives. It's about to happen, I'm afraid. So keep watching as you have been. Um, <clears throat> on, when I was showing that map on slide 49, it was uh, an article, if you click on the text, it's an article uh, showing where uh, it goes to um, Christian United for Israel, and you have to scroll down and see it. But the article talks about where 
the Iranians and various uh, terrorist groups out of you know uh, Iran and uh, in Syria uh, and uh, in Lebanon, where they are situated uh, in the Middle East. And if you click on the picture then, the map, that was the map I was showing you where the countries are. Well, these are the countries where Iran has its tentacles through terrorist organizations at the moment. And they've got them everywhere. So, you know, the, the uh, Middle Eastern Confederation of, uh, you know, Muslim nations, you know, you can see it kind of forming right there where Iran has put its uh, terrorist organizations to take out Israel. And I think they may make Saudi Arabia, you know, uh, eventually attack Israel and lead a consortium toward Israel. But this just really shows you how Israel is surrounded by the baddies that want them destroyed. What an incredible thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Always under threat, always under threat of attack. Well, click on the right, uh, on, on slide 50, the right of that, click on the picture, and you'll see that these are articles that the, the Christians United for Israel have about you know, Hezbollah and uh, various other organizations that are in all these places dedicated to destroying little Satan Israel and great Satan United States. We're definitely in their crosshairs. Yeah. Now, I'm, uh, I'm just, I, you know, it, it was a pregnant pause there because I, I'm just trying to grasp the enormity of the times in which we live. And I, and I think that we're seeing that, you know, from Holly's uh, drought and, uh, you know, the, the, the virus and everything else to the instability worldwide. And, man, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, you know, it's it's sometimes difficult to get your brain around, you know, wrap your mind around. But, uh, well, you is. know, um, we do that around here. Uh, and uh, you're right. I mean, our, it rattles around inside of our brain cage there that all these things trying to put them together, make sense of them. But if you don't do that, if somebody doesn't do that and pull it all together, uh, then a lot of people aren't going to understand what's happening or even know that anything's happening until it's too late. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the news uh, is, I know, doctored, but we try to get to news sources, primarily uh, Holly, when she does the, the, the uh, news page every day. She tries to get to trusted news sources so that we aren't getting fed uh, bulldust, you know. And that's hard to do, but uh, she does manage to, to do that. Uh, speaking of something unusual, kind of over in Australia, uh, I was talking to my, my son, uh, Nathan, there in Perth. And um, in slide uh, 62, if you click on the slide, or on the, sorry, on the, uh, the text, it says Australian Defense Force training in Western Australia. That came out uh, last week. Um, and it says Australian Defense Force personnel will conduct counterterrorism training in the greater part of Perth metropolitan area of Western Australia from February to December. They're going to be testing and training for 10 months, 11 months. Now, not only that, uh, the, it says the public should not be alarmed if they see or hear military watercraft, vehicles, unmanned aerial surveillance systems, and military personnel carrying weapons in Perth and in the rest of Western Australia. And they're, they're not only doing it there, they're doing it, I read another article, they're doing it over in the East Coast of Australia as well for the same period of time. And so, you know, you kind of have to wonder, what are they doing this for? I mean, I've never heard of an 11-month training session in amongst the civilian population. As I say, they're doing it, you know, Sydney and up the coast there as well. Um, 
something is going on uh, that they're preparing for. Um, it could be an Indonesian invasion, but I'm, I'm not sure. I was going to ask you, you know, to speculate. Do you think it could be um, more for internal civil unrest, you know, because of their draconian well, stuff that they're... It may be. Down? The truckers, they're, they're organizing truckers down there to protest, and there have been a, just, a, you know, uh, people carrying placards that are protesting in Melbourne, uh, which is really the conservative heart of Australia, but... Uh, um, you know, Sin, uh, Sydney, Canberra, and those areas are the more on the liberal side. But, but people are angry. Uh, they're tired of all the stuff that's, that's going down with this COVID uh, BS. And uh, so maybe they are getting ready for putting down civil disorder. Uh, it's spooky to think that you go and walk outside your house there and your armed troops saying, oh, hey, good day. How you going, mate? Uh, don't mind us. We're just here to be sure everything's okay. Uh, and tanks rolling down the street. Oh, well, don't worry about it. We'll fix the street later. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we see that kind of stuff here. There's going to be problems. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, another little issue of interest in slide 61. If you click on the text there, there are two links. Uh, but the first one is a major one. The race is on American F-35 down in China's claimed territory, U.S. fighting to reach it before Beijing. Now, uh, there was a uh, you know aircraft carrier over in the area there, and they had a um, an aircraft, an F-35, one of our you know frontline new things with high tech. It crashed, and if you see in that text portion of the, the slide here, it says "see also." That link says seven sailors were injured as nuclear-powered U.S. supercarrier off Chinese coast suffers dangerous mishap. It says an F-35 fighter crashed on the deck of the USS Carl Benson aircraft carrier Monday while the carrier was on maneuvers off the coast of China, injuring seven sailors and resulting in the pilot being ejected from the fighter uh, jet. Now, uh, they because of the fire and, and various uh, threat to the carrier, they had to dump that craft off the side to put out the fires and the pieces. Uh, a lot of it uh, happened from the impact as well. It went down to the bottom of the South China Sea which is not a walk in the park to get to. So the United States is sending over its own recovery team, you know, submersible, you know, submarines, thing like that, to go and pick up all the pieces of the F-35, especially the classified pieces, and keep them from falling into Chinese hands. Well, China's doing the same thing. They're sending their teams down there saying, we're claiming that area because we built an artificial island in the area, uh, built up, you know, the island from uh, a mound in the sea there. And so that's that's now part of Chinese territory. And so we want to get that claiming salvage on, of course, one of our most classified fighters. It's a it's it's kind of like the hunt for red, red October type scenario, isn't it? Technology. That it is, yeah. Hmm. And I've heard there, there was two F-35s in, in separate incidents, incidents. I didn't know about that. I just knew about this one, but I guess it could be. And you got to ask yourself, what happened? Why did it have uh, technical problems? Was it shot at by the Chinese? Good you know? point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's got stuff on it like, you know, radar deflecting, um, you know, like stealth type of stuff on its uh, skin that they want to have access to. Uh, and other things, of course, we don't even know what they are as far as what technology they have on there. But uh, who knows? Hmm. Um, they're trying to steal it. It's just another place where we're we're going to lose out if they get it. And uh, whether it's one or two of them. 
Yeah. Oh, if they wait long enough, uh, I'm sure uh, Hunter can give it to them or uh, Joe. Uh, you know. <sighs> Don't get Joe. started on that. Joe, yes. He, uh, you know, they've got all this investigation and getting data and, and subpoenaing stuff now and then, but do you think they're ever going to put that guy in jail or he's dead? Chances are pretty no. unlikely. No, you know, we, we, we've been hearing this for, what, uh, several years now, you know, about the Durham investigation. Although the Durham investigation... I'm kind of impressed a little bit uh, that it's still going on and there's still some things happening, but have we seen any kind of, aside of the bluster of, you know, Rand Paul once in a while or, or Jim Jordan or whatever, have we seen anything? We haven't seen anything. So do we, you know, to me, uh, it's all a pipe dream. Uh, you know, it's all hopium that, um, you know, things are going <laughs> to. Hope soon, we used to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah sometime. So, uh, Holly, you haven't heard anything about anything out of the Durham report being actually realized yet. Oh, just a few indictments, but nothing substantial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no, we got we got about uh, six minutes left. So, um, okay. Well, let me uh, got to cover a couple of things here. Um, uh, slide sixty. Um, it's about asteroid deflection. It's really kind of a cool video when you click to the article. Says we already have the technology to save Earth from a don't look up asteroid, uh, like from the movie coming out. Don't look up. Um, the the situation here is that they're saying that basically nothing new as far as I'm concerned, but they're saying that um, that uh, we ought to increase our development of technology in the small nuclear devices and penetrators that can be launched out to intercept uh, an asteroid, bore into it, and then blow it up and, and uh, you know, make smaller pieces that, that don't all hit the earth or to make what's called a, a cushion or pillow event where they have a nuclear device come close to a big asteroid and uh, detonate in space and that the the detonation would shove the, the asteroid minuscule, so in some cases, off its normal course and move it away from the earth. One of the problems with all this protection you know, or, or destruction of these is it's a problem is that you need to intersect these asteroids, potential near-Earth asteroids, while they are a long way away, you know, uh, so that you've got time to deflect the orbit and for it to change and move away from the Earth. It's not like you wait for it to get near the moon and say, oh, we're going to shove it out of the way. It ain't happening. It's going to hit the moon or us, whatever. So the problem with this is that we cannot detect asteroids that are infrared, that they're 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 dark. They're not getting any re reflected real light. The only way you can see them is in infrared. And we don't know where they are. We're surprised constantly by NASA saying, oh, there's an asteroid coming. Oh, that was close. Uh, today, sometime. We just discovered it. And, you know, this is, this is not safe. And I'm not blaming NASA. I'm saying it's a problem. Now, the James Webb Telescope uh, will have infrared sensors on it. Uh, you know, be able to detect a lot of stuff. And, and that's going into service in the next month. Uh, it's out at its, its Lagrange point, you know, it's, it's stable orbit between us and the sun. And they may use that to try to detect asteroids that are dark, that uh, we need infrared to see them. And then that will make the, uh, the ability to uh, go and, you know, punch an asteroid out of the way that might hit us or to destroy it a lot more feasible. Um, but anyway, that's, that's the state of play there at the moment. 
All right, Bruce, Bruce Willis when when you need him. Wasn't it Bruce <laughs> Willis that landed on an asteroid or something? I one of the movies. Yeah, was it Bruce? Uh, yeah, yeah, Bruce came back. Yeah, they 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 did land on it. Yeah, that's right. And they uh, excavated or drilled a hole into the core of the uh, comet and then uh, detonated a nuke. And uh, they all got back, with the exception of uh, one or two that were injured, but they got back. Mm. But um, that's that's. Uh, that's Hollywood. Yeah. I think oh. there's just not enough people watching for asteroids because often you hear, oh, one just came by and we didn't see it. Well, I don't know whether it's that. I don't know whether it's like they didn't see it because it was dark. You know, it wasn't reflecting light uh, or tumbling, you know, so it gets sunlight off of it. I don't know. Uh, they've certainly got a lot of people observing, you know, in the NEO program, uh, but you can't cover everything like you say. So maybe we need more observers. Um. I'm, I'm sure that there are civilian uh, astronomical groups that are helping and putting information into NEO up here at uh, in Colorado Springs at the Space uh, Command Group. But the problem with that is you're not going to get to do a do-over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, no do-overs. Def- well, the Bible does say that one's going to get through. It's going to fall into the oceans and, and uh, you know, kill a lot of fish and do a lot of damage to the planet. Um uh, the wormwood star, which is you know, a bright thing from the sky falling into the oceans. If it were a, a, as large as you know a, a moon, a small moon, it would destroy all life on the planet. So the one that's going to hit the oceans is going to be big, but it's not going to be a, a life extinction event on the planet, obviously, because we're going to have a millennial reign of, of Jesus with uh, the people after the tribulation. But it's still going to do a lot yeah. of harm. Can, can you imagine being that poor sap in a, in a boat on the, in the middle of the, the ocean? You know, and all of a sudden you look up and say, oh, man, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> yeah. You'd you have about enough time to make a blink before <laughs> it was over. You know, it, the thought would cross your brain cells before they were fried. Although I would argue I'd probably want to be that poor guy, you know, on the ocean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. who knows? All right. Yeah, it's not like being in a tidal wave. It's being, you're, you're gone, instantly yeah. gone. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm sure a lot of dinosaurs said that, too. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, Stan, we're, we're about uh, two minutes out and I just want to say right. thank you for you and Holly again, you know, uh, folks go to standeo.com. You, you got to do that. You like that uh, phrase? You, you have to do that. You <laughs> got to do it. Right? Uh, but seriously, I got to know. You got, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I just got to know. Um, <laughs> that was a good was, movie too. It is. It was. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, I uh, yeah, so I no, we appreciate all you do and, and all you've uh, all you uh, all the information you provide. It was very interesting. I'm, we're going to keep watch on the sun, though, you know, because that's that's a little disconcerting as you kind of open up with a little bit disconcerting. Yeah. I think that's kind of the major thing, and and the other thing too, you can read it later, the forty slide forty three and forty four about the increased seriousness that the governments are taking of the world to investigating UFOs and possibility they are real and interplanetary or intergalactic or whatever. So they're pushing that thing, which I expected, you know, to meet our elder brothers in space and former world government. It's coming true. Keep watching. And absolutely. All right. Standeo, standeo.com. Thank you, Stan. Appreciate it. Have a good, have a good evening, night. sir. And Holly, good night. Thank you. All right. Bye. Folks, uh, incredible stuff. Incredible information from Standeo, standeo.com and Holly Dale, of course. Uh, appreciate everything that they do. About out of time, but before I go, I want to mention, you know what, uh, um, 
Steve's gonna, Steve Quayle is going to be on on Thursday talking about, uh, in addition to, to everything else, talking about the uh, information provided in the Money Bomb fundraiser, the documents there and the video and such. So I can't wait for that. It's still available. Go to HagmanReport.com or SteveGuell.com. But HagmanReport.com, click on the banner on the right. And uh, it's really self-explanatory, but I'll tell you something. It is amazing information and a lot of it. Getting emails all the time saying, you know what? Um, think, I mean, there's really never got this much information for that amount of money. So HagmanReport.com, click on the link to the uh, Money Bomb Fundraiser, the documentation from Steve Quell. All right. That'll do it for me. That'll do it for us. Eric, good night. Folks, good night. Have a, have a great night.